The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. That's what Solomon says in Proverbs 18. And this is a trustworthy saying. The words of a man's mouth are indeed deep waters, for they come forth from within his heart, just as a spring flows up from within the earth. Christ himself says that out of the abundance of the heart, one's mouth speaks. And as such, it's possible to discern any number of things based on what you hear. What might we learn of King David, given his words in Psalm 51? What might we draw out from such waters, which are as deep as they are profound? I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me, he says to the Lord. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. These are the words of a wounded soul, one in need of refuge and healing. These are the words of a conscience seared and a spirit afflicted because of wrongdoing. Whether he received a measure of forgiveness from others or not, David knew only God's absolution could finally bring him peace. His mind was fixed on the Lord, and David speaks as if whatever evil he had done to others was done directly to God himself. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So deeply did David lament his deeds, and so plainly did he perceive the Lord in and with those whom he had wronged. And there's little doubt in my mind that what also came with the recognition of these things, at least initially, was a steady stream of tears. That stream which St. Augustine considered the blood of a wounded heart. King David was indeed wounded in just this sort of way, for he had been cut down inwardly by the words of the prophet Nathan, and Psalm 51 was produced thereafter. David had been made keenly aware that sin isn't merely an abstract idea. It's far from being just a philosophical concept or a problem only outside of oneself. It was, after all, by the lust conceived in his heart that a child was conceived in the wife of another man. It was then by the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart that David orchestrated that very same man's demise. As it was with Adam, the corruption of King David spread to others as well, namely the man's commanding officer, Joab, 
the one entrusted with authority over him, even his own brother in arms. And so Uriah the Hittite was suddenly betrayed and left alone in the midst of a battle. He was purposely left exposed and was thus cut down in short order. The innocent man who fought bravely for his king received in the end that mortal wound which David deserved for his sins. Truly, the evil of sin is insidious inasmuch as it is quite real. It affects real flesh and blood people, and it has a very real cause, which finally is spiritual in nature. It is the corrupted human heart, defiled and set against the Lord by nature. Its lusts are deserving of condemnation, even if they're not always acted upon fully. Sin requires both cleansing and healing, and also a very real Savior. Sin must be atoned for, and the wrath of God propitiated. And all these things, it seems, had been foremost in David's mind as he penned Psalm 51, which we ponder in each of our minds tonight. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, he says. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Dear friends, these words are deep waters, flowing forth from a wounded heart, one that has been cut deeply and is truly in great pain. You may well know and feel David's anguish in remembering the evil of your sins. You may well see yourself reflected in David a lot more than you would like to admit. Pray with him then and call out to the Lord for mercy. Together, let us repent and embrace Psalm 51 as our own prayer, as that which issues forth from a heart deeply wounded. Take David's words upon your own lips, and likewise take your place at the foot of the cross. A broken and contrite heart our Lord will not despise. Jesus has come to save sinners. He has come to save you. For Christ our Lord was cut deeply in his holy flesh, and he himself suffered great pain, both for your sake and for mine. His appearance was marred beyond human semblance, and though Christ was innocent and knew no sin himself, his sacred body was wounded terribly. 
He was afflicted for our transgressions. He received the mortal blow we deserve, that we might live and go free from our sins. And after Christ cried out to his Father and finally breathed his last, his own heart was cut deeply, and that by a Roman spear. And the fountains of the great deep thus were opened. A flood of water and blood flowed forth in abundance. With water, he washes you thoroughly from your iniquity and cleanses you from the stain of sin. With Christ's precious blood, he has paid for all your iniquities and now blots out your transgressions. The Lord remembers them no more. So let the healing balm of grace soothe your wounded heart. Let Christ's tender mercy bring you restoration and heal every conscience seared. And if the accursed devil should come against you and a tempest of guilt and shame arise within once more, hide yourself in the wounds of Jesus. Like a dove hiding in the clefts of a rock until a storm passes by, take refuge and shelter yourself in him. As St. Paul says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And again, he writes, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge? against God's elect. It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Who? The shed blood of Jesus speaks for us a far better word than the blood of Abel. And it cries out infinitely louder than all the devil's accusations. So be not afraid of making heartfelt confession to the Lord like David. For the Son of God has come in the flesh and has put away your sin in his body. Know that it pleases the Lord our God in his heart of hearts to reconcile sinners unto him. And it was for this very reason our incarnate Lord has come. He's given his life to save sinners. And to the same Jesus Christ be all glory both now and forever. Amen.